Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. I'm Fatima, CEO at Agile Management Office, Mental Health Ambassador, and your host. In today's episode, I delve into an area that I am spending a lot of time in and have done for the last 20 years, and that is all about the Project Management Office. And in this episode, I talk to you about the Project Management Office trends for 2023. Now, for those of you that have been following my journey and the team's journey at Agile Management Office closely, you will know that we are now doing the top four trends that have been for the last few years. And what we like to do is also reflect on the trends that we put forward in the previous year to see how realistic or true that they that those uh, trends were. So in this particular episode, I'm going to talk you through where we are, what actually happened upon reflection of 2022's trends, and then share with you the insights around what I believe the trends are for 2023. So let's get straight into it. So when we think about 2022, it has been an absolute tumultuous year for everybody, I would say, not only for our business, but for most businesses, I would have to guess, uh, as the past few years have been very challenging. But it's also been a year of many interesting moments. And it's also had a lot of different points in time where we've been at different crossroads as well. I'm sure that those listening today may have sort of the same view in terms of your own personal life, business or work journey. As we move to close out, the last month of 2022, as I record this in December, we're taking an intentional pause. And that's to deeply reflect on the year that has been, but also to explore and bring laser focus to our core strategy and purpose. And that insight itself will help propel us into 2023. As a boutique consultancy here at Agile Management Office with the breadth of skill set, We've observed that this year has been one that's unstable in the market and we have found ourselves particularly responding to many of the trends that we predicted in 2022. And when we think about some of those trends, one of the ones we spoke about highly and it's actually been a really big big insight and opportunity for us has been around the attraction and retention of top talent. So that was predicted in 2022, and I think we can all agree has certainly been a theme. And 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 I will reiterate that the trends for 2022 were predicted in 2021. So just to clarify that, we we also think about how we've actively played a role in this space um, and the changes around uh, attracting talent and retain, retaining talent has been very, very, very challenging. I recall one client who, you know, was struggling so much to find the right resources that at one point they were willing to increase the daily rate of a particular contractor by several several um, hundred dollars per day, which is extremely unheard of in my 20 years of doing this. So there definitely, definitely has been a squeeze on talent and big challenge uh, overall. So responding to urgent needs with our clients, rapidly placing resources where gaps have existed and then supporting them with retention strategies. One of the things that has been a a key, sort of a key um, question mark or, or a key opportunity for some clients has been around talent pipeline management. And that's one of the things that we've sort of been 
supporting and assisting with. It's about understanding the the right uh, resource profiles, but also overlaying the risk profile um, in that space as well, particularly around projects, programs, and portfolios. In 2022, uh, as part of our uh, sort of 2022 trends, which we predicted at the end of 2021, it seems that Agile itself has had somewhat of an identity crisis. Um, And that's been particularly evident in the delivery environment with a number of organizations that we partner with. We've helped to unpick this over time and as well as retrain and upskill different capability areas where it's been needed to help support those clients and getting clear on their why. Why did they start down this agile journey? What does it mean for them? And you know what, what does it look like for them moving forward? One of the biggest challenge areas in this space around the agile uh, sentiment has been the delivery methods and governance approach. And that's obviously been a key focus for a lot of the conversations we've been having this year and ever since we started back in 2016. Overall, we know it's been complex, there's been uncertainty, it's been volatile, and there's been a significant unease in different working environments, in particular with the challenges associated with remote working. And there's definitely been a huge push to lean into the leadership and coaching skill set that we've continued to develop over time. But we see the leadership and coaching piece being a key theme for next year as well as part of what we're seeing with clients and what their needs are and what they're requesting. So now that we've covered a little bit of a snapshot of how predicted trends have eventuated, I'd like to delve deeper into 2023 and what's on the cards for PMO moving forward. So starting with the first one, so this one is probably not going to be a bit of a, not going to be a surprise at all, but it's remote working. Remote working is here to stay whether we like it or not and I have seen a significant variation between approaches across organizations of all sizes from very small businesses right through to multinationals and I think the whole remote working discussion is going to continue to go even further in 2023. Even working with fully remote teams being part of the conversation, it's it's not just a, a matter of it, you know, a short-term focus, but actually a continuing reality. When we think about how this relates or is relevant for PMOs, the trick is for the PMO to ensure that the ways of working support this. Some of this is obvious. For example, systems needed to support remote collaboration, delivery transparency and governance, which are a given, but we also expect that there to be significant change for PMO and that we will continue to play a broader role in the execution around supporting employee well-being over the coming years. And that's going to be measured. One of the ways will be through retention and retention metrics. Uh, I'm already seeing firsthand work that um, myself um, and the team are doing, working with uh, people in culture departments, for example, which, you know, isn't typically a place that PMOs play Um, but it is a necessity. So PMOs have a great opportunity to contribute to bridging the leadership and delivery gap to bring insight and harmony to the structures connecting these disciplines and groups. And that way they can contribute to the positive culture and also reduce risk for organizations. So remote working, it's here to stay. And whether you're on the fence, whether you are for or against it, it is just something we have to live with. It's just a matter of how we support that to get the best outcomes for our teams moving forward. 
The second one is the actual agility. So we all know what agile is, at least as a theory, but how many organizations are actually agile? What does this even mean? Can we pivot? Can we stop and start? Can we build operational and strategic resilience? Can we create space for creativity and capacity agility to jump on new opportunities? Do we really know our customers? Do we know their needs? How do we partner with our customers in the evolution of our business models and how do we measure that? And this is such a creative and exploratory area for the PMO to immerse themselves in. I've certainly, certainly enjoyed spending a lot more time with uh, experts in and around the product space lately, talking to them about customer journeys and spending time helping customers to map their customer journeys as well. But what does a meaningful measure look like? What indicators should we really be looking at to drive businesses forward with some decent trajectory? We believe that in 2023, playing it safe or wasting potential will only be available as lazy strategies for the privileged few. At AMO, we believe that PMOs are in a unique position to impact performance through insightful observation and metrics and the continued support of those. So there's a really big opportunity here if we get the agility right. And so I think PMOs can play a big part in that. The third one is EQ as a differentiator. This theme was part of the thinking last year and it's a maturity uh, t- today's sort of evolution of it for 2023 is a maturity on last year's theme of playing nice. An emotionally intelligent environment not only promotes an inclusive and diverse and hopefully psychologically safe environment to be in, but also one with strong business credentials. We find that people with strong EQ generally fare better with conflict conflict resolution rather, negotiation and even change adoption. And I'm seeing that firsthand actually with a lot of the different companies we've worked with over this year, both locally and internationally, which is, you know, really different experience being in person with people and being remote. Uh, And it's been real eye-opening for me personally. These skill sets um, at this point in time are almost impossible to automate meaning that the existence of such can create a clear competitive differentiator and it can contribute to the creation of organizational resilience. So EQ itself creates a certain kind of operational environment. PMOs are at the moment in such an influential position to role model strong EQ and allow the benefits of this to be felt and be seen. Delivery environments are quite often complex and they're, you know, complex web of socio-political interactions with different um, different sort of views and, and different challenges and complexities and at a time very conflicting agendas. And I think that PMOs themselves have a responsibility to use their privilege of neutrality to guide interactions for equitable outcomes. This will pave the way for optimal outcomes overall for the organization. And this is a really, really important part that PMOs can continue to play as their influence grows and has definitely grown in the last 12 to 24 months than it has in the previous five or six years. And last but definitely not least, ruthless prioritization. In a year that is sure to be one involving finite resources in one shape or form, PMOs will be called on to support difficult decision-making around prioritization. PMOs are usually well-placed in evaluating portfolios and the initiatives within. However, with the increasingly diminished resources, which we've all seen firsthand and we've seen budget cuts left, right and centre and transformations disguised as cost-cutting, 
we need to think about how we prioritize risk and issue management around these resource around resources rather. We need to think about what our risk appetites are, what flexibility we have within this, what is the waste, what's governance for governance sake, how can projects share data sets and testing resources, what can we automate, how can we get out of the way of delivery, avoid burnout, retain staff and do the things that deliver the biggest benefits for our customers. In other words, how do we as PMOs ruthlessly prioritize? So there you have it. There are the top four PMO trends for 2023. Thank you so much for engaging with uh, all the content that I've been putting out and that my team puts out on a regular basis. We spend a lot of time curating different content for podcasts, for the blog, for you know thought-provoking ideas, white papers, and so forth. And we hope that we've left you with something that resonated and that perhaps you can use as a springboard to, to research more and more and consider how you personally will set yourself up for a great 2023 in your role moving forward. We'd love to hear from you at all times. So if you have any of your own observations, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reply directly in the podcast, leave us a review. That would be the nicest Christmas present. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and we look forward to connecting with you again in 2023.